But you know, there's so many people out there that goes, you know, you, you, the way almost you talk about it, like it's easy. A lot of people go, it was not I, easy. I, I it was say, hard. It was hard. People would say, you know, I, I could, I used to have that big, I used to have this and that, but you know, now it's, uh, it was just too much of a rat race and now I work at the 7 Eleven or something. So, so, you know, some people that fall, they don't, they never get back up. And so you got off the canvas. I was, pre- I mean, we all were there. Yes. Including you and well, I. Well, yeah, let me tell, let me tell the story about Andy. So, <laughs> So all this 2008 hits, and then uh, so I go. So Andy uh, wrote me into buying this house in Buckingham Estates, and so I put down this con- this uh, like five or seven thousand dollars to get this house. This house. 2005. 2005. Somehow, so we were supposed to get this house, and then I would because I would own it, but not I would not close on it. We'd sell it or something. Flip it. Flip it. So Andy's big ball, and you know he, that guy's got a big house and DJ equipment in his thing, and he's driving out. I remember, besides the five hundred dollar belt, he has one driver now, no wife, no girlfriend. He has three cars. He has a BMW, a Mercedes, and F one fifty. That guy was big balling, right? Big Andy, am I right or wrong? I was spending a lot of money. Yeah. Tell me how much how much lease payments or whatever they were paying. What do you think you're paying back then? That was where we were all making more money than we can actually spend. Um, SL 500, 1300 a month, then Ooh. the Mercedes, 1000 and the truck, 750 So I had like more car payments than the house cost. One guy, three cars. Yeah, stupid. So, so we fast forward, crashes. You know, again, I, me, I, I, with this house that I was put money on, I was being sued, and because I, I was... I was in with this group that were trying to sue the builders, long story, but everybody backed out except me. And then the guy was saying he was really going to, he wasn't going to let me out of my lawsuit. And so anyway, so fast forward, the next thing I see Andy, he doesn't have a car and I've got a beat up (laughs) Volkswagen, Volkswagen bug that I've used biodiesel in German. So I, I love Andy. He's a great guy. I loaded my car. I don't know what a month, two months, three months, four months. So anyway, Andy now is going from three cars, big ball and $500 watch, $500 belt, thousands of dollars in, in things. He's driving my bullshit Volkswagen bug. And I, and I don't know what how, when I ultimately got it back. But one time he called me. He was at the Fair, Fairwinds uh, parking lot downtown. He goes, Mike, uh, the car is broke. I don't know what's wrong with it. It won't start. I don't know what's wrong with it. <laughs> so I think I, I don't know. Is that a gas or, something, or out of diesel? But anyway, so. So shit show. he hit the show. He hit the skids, right? So now, Andy, tell him what you, you you're killing it. I mean, both these guys have, from again, a very general, from my view, a very general thing. They they hit the bottom. They came back up. Most people don't get back up. It's like a, a fighter. I'm not getting off the campus. See, I got my ass beat. These guys got up, and that's what that you know. That's that's very impressive, and that's you know, it's like. What did Rocky Balboa say? Doesn't matter how many times you get hit. How many times you get how many, out. How many times yeah. you get knocked down. Right. It only matters how many times you get back up. Right, right, right. right. It's true, it's, man. And it's hard. When, when you've been at the top, the apex, and you're running with the big dogs, and then you're just some fucking 39, 40-year-old dude waiting tables. It's, it's amazing. Going home at 80 bucks a night, <sighs> sleeping on your dad's couch. It's it's fucking humiliating. We would go to this bar, and it was downtown, uh, and, and and I remember <laughs> we would sit up in the uh, like uh, 
top, you know, like the a special seating. And then and that place was not known, but oh, cord, VIP. Yeah, they would buy they would buy like sushi, and I'd be like, "Why are you buying sushi at a fucking bar?" I mean, that was John Morgan's place. He yeah, owned it yeah, with, right. with uh, what's his name, Howie, the yeah, Backstreet yeah, Boys. Yeah, and then the uh, what's up, Martin E. James, I think, over there too. He's also attorney. But so I was always impressed with these guys were balling, but they hit the skids and they come back up. Most people don't don't get off the canvas. You know, they don't they don't go. Well, you know, I used to do that, but now I've you know kind of mellowed out, and I realize yes. So again, that's what. Uh, you know both these guys, three cars. That's they were. They listen. I could go on and bore you with stories about, you know, the things that I've learned. You know, and again, Corey, and then Andy obviously was in charge of the sales staff. Most of those guys are doing well. Rick and Joe. So it's amazing. These guys, you you guys help, including myself, a lot of money, right? Back in the day, so what was that? In the uh, 1999, we started the retail division. You yep. started at right? 1999. It was towards the last quarter or something. Is we were all young, we were hungry, we didn't have anything. I'm not calling now Corey into it. I'm talking about myself, maybe a Rick and Joe came a little bit later. But yeah, all three of you guys weren't making much money no. before you came to work for me. Because Rick wasn't Rick like Rick was a painter. A, yeah, he wanted he bought it one of painting houses business, or something. Yeah, yeah, painting, painting business. business. Yeah. So he was flipping properties, and he always came in with his beat-up old uh, Cherokee or something, the dog pound. <laughs> dog, we, call, <laughs> we call it like, a dog pound. The dog pound. Joe used to say it smelled like a, a wet sock. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> awful. The window leaked on the right side, so the car, anytime it rained, the car got soaked inside, and it smelled <laughs> like mildew and ass all the time. <laughs> it was awful. But we were, we, we, we were hungry, you know, and um, – Back then, I came from Germany in 96. I did very well for two years, three years in the short-term rental market. And then uh, that ended up somewhere nowhere. And uh, I was confronted with a separation of my back then. I was I married there? I can't you were I think I was married, I yes. That was good. It was pretty good. And uh, I had not a pot to piss in, you know? And I didn't even know what car I was driving. So Yeah, you were stuck in friend zone and she was yeah, like putting yeah. you off. And there was a guy she was hanging out with. It was and- a shitty situation. So, and she kept telling you, oh, he's just a friend. And then oh, yeah, I remember yeah. you were sitting out in your Toyota Camry in front of her house. And, and you called me. He's like, this guy is going into her house. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Memories. Few things happen, but um, we're going off the of the path here. Where it's we all part of it. It's all part of the story. That's it's brutal. You're broke. Your wife's fucking some other dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. And then I don't know where I was. I was moving into your house, right? Yeah. Somehow we out. got to start talking about the business and say, why don't you come work here with me? And and I wanted nothing to do with the mortgage business. I remember that. I was doing real estate only. I got my license in the mortgage business and um, really didn't want to do it. But I was a good salesperson. I, I started it and it's like, okay, let's try this out and see. Because I only wanted to do real estate. And you say, no, you need to try the other one. And then very quickly that became I was the best at it, and because it's 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 not so much how you know the product is how you put it or, uh, together for the client at that time. You, you know? made more money in the loans, anyways. yeah. And, and you remember you became a client, yeah, and you, yeah. you only yeah, worked yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah and everybody right. else wanted Mike, right, right, but I'm not fucking Andy. Yeah. I only work with Andy right. and with Rhonda and right. all of that. Yeah, right, that's right. But uh, it went really quickly once you you find uh, something you really enjoy, you you really like. Uh, you you become good at it because you really want to do it. And I always wanted to be the best at it. And I got the most education. I looked at 
the most rate sheets. I met the most account executives from the different lenders, see what products we have to be more competitive with everybody else. And we, for years, we were like untouchable, you know, and then you grow from one to three to five. You had to, what, give me three, four months of money in which I then paid back through a draw. And then at some point in time, I you know, moved, whatever, got my own yeah, apartment. Yeah, I think you actually paid it all back because you always just a bitch like, oh, I worked so hard. On Non-refundable. That. Finally, I got sick of his fucking bullshit. I think you owed me about ten grand still, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got so sick of him bitching about that. I was just like, fuck it, you don't have to pay me back. And he was like, oh, yeah, but we grew it, we grew sure. it. The point that I'm trying to say is. Once you put your head to something, and we're in America, the greatest country in the world, can't even compete with Germany, right? Is everybody has a shot. It's just how much ambition and how badly you want it. So tell, I don't want to steal Corey's uh, thunder, but what? It, tell me about losing the three cars in that house. Right. You must have felt like a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, tell back your then. story about how you how you crashed and burned out. Because yeah, I had moved down to to Delray and was staying with my dad, and then you were before he, me. I came last. Yeah. I remember when I crashed I, and burned first. I remember. And they were all fucking laughing at me. <laughs> driving to your. Because it made them feel better. It's like, hey, any, any, no matter how yeah. bad you got, there's always somebody that's right. doing worse. And it's like, Corey was the apex predator. And now he's a little fucking guppy in the right. pond that's dried right. up. So I, I pulled into Corey's apartment on, in College Park off of what, Smith Street or was it Princeton? Oh, when I was living with Dave? No, 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 no. You're by yourself. Are you talking about back in the day? We're talking about back in the day before I I already kicked the bucket. I'm talking about the second time that you crashed and after after the real estate market. Yeah, I want to hear about that. That's exactly what I'm saying. So I pulled in. You were living in this small place typing this first book. When I had problems with uh, Joanne back then. That's a while ago. So I pulled up with my SL still. Oh, that's had, right. Oh, yeah, you were distraught over that. Yeah, girl. yeah. He he has a small little five hundred square foot, which like not oh, his okay. style. I remember that place. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that little shit box, yeah. you know, second floor. <laughs> it's like what the that fuck? Was like but 2008. I was like mentally 2007. Yeah, or something like that. Bad. Distraught, distraught. Business still I had my own mortgage company. I think I had a real estate company too. So, but my main business was uh, uh, mortgages. So get advice, and you know they need their shoulder to cry on, and this and that. And got my advice, worked temporarily, then it didn't. So that was a year, two years later, then the mortgage yeah, you market. Wanted, you, she had friends on you or blowing you off or something, and you were you wanted to get her back. And so obviously you got her back, and then you didn't stay with her. Yeah, no. But at the end of the day, you always got 100% right, of those girls back. Right, 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 right. But I'm not here to talk about the girls. I'm talking about the business part, right? So when the mortgage crisis happened and a lot of in our industry closed their doors, went bankrupt, whichever way you go, I was one of them. You know, we had closings going. I think one of your loans was barely going through. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. that I think you I were my last tight. fucking cash tight. out right, or right, something. Right. It's like I was counting on that money as well. It's like, bitch, that better close, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and right. it did close, but it was a little shaky. Sure. And then afterwards, it, 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 it all came to a, a quick halt and stop. So, um, you know, only had limited funds available. Because I was still living a high roller life, um, um, basically I had to shut close. I went bankrupt. That was in two thousand eight, and I think it got discharged in two thousand nine. Because your now wife, she had gone bankrupt a few months for you. A, I remember a year you, later. A year later. I remember you calling me. You were like, 
well, Rich is bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it became a sports. Like, it was no big deal. Everybody's bankrupt. You know? It was like, like sure. rolling bankruptcy. Hey, my attorney sure advised me, write it off. You can't pay a million dollars in debt. What are you going to do? On a payment plan, a hundred a month? You know, until yeah, yeah, right. I'm 2,000 years old. So th- that's basically what happened. And uh, I flew uh, back then my wife, now wife, back then my girlfriend, flew uh, back to um, New York, took a position there in a, um, I don't know, uh, what's that called? Dental hygienist office or mm-hmm. something. And, uh, yeah, she and was a I, recruiter, right? She was a recruiter. Making for all. like six figures. Oh and- uh, yeah, absolutely. All, all six figure income. Now she's working. A I had nothing to pay. Show. I had no apartment, no house. I had to move out of my house, you know, basically because it was into foreclosure and I didn't want to sit there until somebody carried me out. Right. So, um, I moved to her, got a position actually offered as a, um, medical hair restoration, Salesperson. I remember that. Okay. With uh, back then, it's called medical hair restoration. Uh, so six-figure job, you know, Manhattan Park Avenue, great office, bonus, all of that. So my first day of employment, uh, I got called back to Orlando from New York. Hey, things have changed. We have a chat. So Bosley, obviously, which is the biggest uh, hair transplant, I guess, uh, company uh, we have in this country or in this world, bought medical hair restoration and dropped my salary by like two thirds. So that would have been around $50,000 in New York, right? And in, in New York, we're going to do with 50 grand. I had right. to go take the train from Westchester County into the city an hour, into the city an hour back, you know, and then what would have I gotten net 30,000 a year. So I say, it's not going to work out for me. So was very depressed for a few weeks, didn't know what to do, had barely any money. And then this phone call came from uh, one of my old clients, who have financed condos, investment condos, like you did back in Bellaterra. Sure, yeah, yeah. And say, hey, the market's in the shitter. Uh, you know, condos are 27, 30, 40,000. I got some cash. Uh, let's go. I want to buy some. Can you help me? So I said, all right, uh, I'll be right down there. So scratched the last few hundred dollars, flew down to Orlando, <clears throat> moved into uh, a good friend's uh, house. In he said, come on over. Uh, you can stay at my house till you get back on your feet. I didn't have a car, so I called you. <laughs> I don't know Both how that work. happened. No, I don't know how the fuck that happened, yeah. but I called around because he didn't have a car either, a second car, and you know I had no money, no ba- it was bankrupt, no credit, nothing. So you gave me that beetle, and that's how I started. So I sold the first car or swept my ass off, no AC or whatever. It wasn't really working very well. And twenty-seven thousand dollar condo. I remember I got like five hundred and forty dollars in commission. That was the gross commission. I still had to get my cut. That was licensed with Rick and Joe back then. Premier properties back then. And then that guy bought another one, and then his cousin, and then his attorney, and then his so and so. So at that yeah, first back year. Back in the day, we would 27,000 condo, we wouldn't even have gotten out of bed it. for that. It was, but back then was money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to get out of this hole. I want to be on my own. I felt like I was 12 years old. He's like, sure. I can't go back to Germany. I'm 40 years old. I don't know how old I was there. 39, 40. Tell my parents after I made all this money, had all these houses and cars and girls and watches yeah, and belts. Volkswagen. I, I didn't make it, dad and mom and my friends. No way. I would have never let that happen. So, yes, the right moment, the right time, maybe got a little lucky. But because I kept my relationships with my clients always tip top, never screwed anybody over. Yes, we were making a lot of money front and back and, 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 and points and here and there, but we always treated the clients honest and fair, including yourself. Nobody sure. got ever whacked sure. or, or, or screwed over that something backfired. So that paid off. 
they remember, and that's that Mr. Actually, his name was Hussein Taki, Mr. Taki. I say he, I don't know, financed four, five, six deals with me. He was the reason I actually started again in the real estate. So from I think the first year, how long was it? I don't know. Within eight months, I had like 65 transactions. Small shit, you know, 30, 50, 60,000, but it's volume that gets you back out of it. And from there on, you build up. And then it started, hey, well, I have these condos now. I need to find a tenant. Can you find me help a tenant? You know, sure. For a tenant. So I started opening up a management company. So from that was in 2010. Now it's 2021. Uh, we do... Eight nine million in sales probably, and we have about 160 180 properties right now. But we always sell something off, and then we get something on. So right now we are in the process of of working to to bring the management up to a higher level to three four hundred units. But real estate sales right now are taking over priority because the demand is so strong. Sure. Yeah, in every level. And so those so those guys have bought those. Condos for twenty seven thousand dollars could now sell them for what two hundred. That's exactly what's going on today in today's market in two thousand twenty. Since COVID hit, I think since January this year in two thousand twenty one, a lot of the high volume buyers who bought over the last ten twelve years at a very deflated price, are tripled or have tripled their price or their right. value. So they're selling off their small stuff, their one and two bedrooms, whatever they bought for thirty grand, they're getting one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty thousand for it. Same product. So whatever rented back then, the forty thousand dollar condo for six fifty is now eleven hundred dollars. So everything raised, right. you know, it, it, not just real estate values. So it's the uh, the rental market. It's it's pretty strong. So they're reselling and now they're reinvesting in new construction or whatever they can get their hands on because new construction at the moment is in it's all time low. Right. You know, and you have to pay top dollar, but uh, they're still reinvesting their money because they've done so well and they don't trust the stock market. As long as they make their five, six percent net return on their investment without calculating the appreciation, they're still reinvesting. Yeah. So it's a constant. It doesn't matter to me. Market's low, the investor's buying. Market is high, so, investor still is buying because they sell off and oh, right, reinvest. Right, right. 1031 exchange, tax deferment, whatever, you, whatever that, you can call it. If you are in the market to sell your real estate, your property, your investment property this year, please reach out to me. I will guide you properly since we've been breaking records in multiple different areas in Central Florida, and my company has been successfully setting new standards in highest and best sales volume. And it's a great thing that in terms of you know me being at sales, you have all these people, and they go, Andy, this guy Andy – it's so that that's you get a lot of referrals, right? I I, ha, I have literally zero advertisements, that's and that's where where I'm slagging, and and I want to, and that's gonna be my next chat here over dinner with him or tomorrow. How to grow the business on on the social aspect, right? Because sure. I don't have to. I don't have to write a big check. I, 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 I'm I not just cheap. went to the bathroom. I got two texts from people from Dubai and from Tanzania. They want to buy investment properties in this market. You would think you stupid. But no, with Florida still, show it? Yeah, Florida still not even close to where California, Texas, New York is. And everybody's moving to Florida. Politically, COVID, whatever you want to call it, great governor. The free state of Florida. Yeah, pretty much. So you can do things here you can't do somewhere else. And people miss their freedom. And they're ready to invest. So now you got a big house and a nice new car, right? And I don't want to call it a big house. I have a nice house. It's beautiful. You, know, in a, in you guys a, did a, a great job on it. Thank you. In the right school district because now it's not what I want. It's, children, it's what's going right? for the kids, yeah. you know, and, and reinvesting not in watches and cars, 
But, it, but so what kind of car are we driving? Because I'm I'm uh I, I used I'm to drive BMWs all the time, but right. you know, not the seven series and the X5s anymore. I had a five series, but wife drives a an X5 because you know the dog. We have a dog. Sure. We have a Doberman, and and I just got a, a Range Rover simply because there's no inventory in cars. Same as in real estate. So then I'm gonna so I'm gonna uh, pay both of you great compliment. Corey's big balling. He's big balling. That sure. guy's big balling. This guy, and this is how they, time. they've raised, they've come out from the ashes. The Phoenix uh, got off the got off the 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 mat. We count to seven, one, eight. He gets up. He's ready to fight again. That guy just told me on the way up, he's going to buy a five thousand dollar dog from uh, Russia. Russia, huh. that's crazy. I'm going to buy a thirty five dollar dog from the pound. Well, so, I can't help the price, the import price. No, but I, but again, the, the I assume that you guys believe in yourself, and that that's inspiring because you know, the Corey, uh, uh, Anthony Robbins, he believes in himself, and so to buy all this equipment, he believes in himself. That's inspiring. And again, going back to what I've always said, you are who you hang around with. That's why I always wanted to hang around because because we'd go to these places and be like, wow, they just bought. He's bought one hundred and fifty dollars worth of sushi there. So again, I, <laughs> but I'm, don't judge. It was too good much. sushi. It was good well, sushi. You had your own roll, Corey yes, roll, the Corey wing, the Corey special. He called it. It was good though. But anyway, so that it was awesome. That's uh, you know that's what I appreciate. That's Thank my you. take Very on these guys. Humbling. That it's it's. It's awesome to watch these guys, and you know. Uh, well, we have to thank John Morgan for that because that was his club. You know, he had right. the sushi there, or Howie, yeah, and yeah. Who, what, Mark uh, Nijay, Mark Nijay, James, Mark Nijay, all those guys. Yeah, all that those was guys. that was a lot of fun back in the day gonna, when we used to walk in. What was cool is when we go in there, like the the head DJ or whatever they have a VIP. Corner we would have or a v, Yeah, we we would we had a, a VIP table upstairs, and they, the dude would go on stage. And then he would call out. He's like, "So you know, you tell tell everybody that we're in the house." You know, that was cool. There's like five thousand people in there or whatever, and they're announcing you know who's hanging out upstairs in the VIP area. There'd be celebrities up there, movers and shakers. As you said, when I see that John, was a lot Morgan, of fun. I'm gonna say, John, we we talked to you about on uh, about Corey's uh, podcast. And he's gonna go, "You mean that kid? That kid?" I'm gonna say, "Yeah, that kid." He's, we've talked about you. So anyway, so yeah, no, it's a. Uh, it, I, I'm, I feel very lucky to to orbit you, you both you and Mr. Morgan. And we are a big, so, yeah. big part of this. Yeah, this well, ride we had the last twenty years. Yeah, it's you all, know, it's so. all good. And I, I, I was just again, I, I don't know what how I got so lucky to 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 hang a little bit, but uh, it was yeah, it was inspiring. And again, believe it or not, I would tell anybody, and even if the cameras were rolling, you guys, I learned a lot from you guys. And it was interesting to watch Did you guys. It, man. I learned a lot from you, yeah, bro. Where it's all good, man. This is, you're I'm, in I'm, the same place. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. <laughs>